0: This episode of On the Record is brought to you by AgriSolutions. AgriSolutions is the market leader in wearable parts, components, accessories, and solutions for tillage, seeding, planting, fertilizing, hardware, and inventory management solutions. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of infield and extended life solutions. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their globally recognized brands, such as Belota, Ingersoll Tillage, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrosolutionscorp.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. The state of Louisiana recently passed an act aimed at strengthening dealers' positions when it comes to incentive bonuses and coerced stocking of parts and equipment. Signed into law on June 15, Act 359 addresses the repurchase of mechanical equipment by a manufacturer and applies to a written contract or oral agreements between any person, form, or corporation and any manufacturer whereby the retailer agrees to maintain a stock of parts, complete equipment, or attachments. Act 359 establishes three ways in which manufacturers can violate the law when it comes to repurchase agreements with dealers. The first part is by coercing dealers to accept delivery of equipment, parts, or accessories which the dealer has not ordered voluntarily, or to seek payment for any such equipment, parts, or accessories, or their return. The second is imposing the burden of proof regarding an incentive agreement on the dealer, meaning that when dealers object to their manufacturer's market statistics, the manufacturer must provide the name of the entity that purchased the contested equipment upon which the amount of the incentive payment or penalty is based and sufficient evidence of the first substantial use of the contested equipment within the dealer's area of responsibility. The bill establishes that sufficient evidence in this instance must consist of either geospatial telematic data from the reported equipment's hardware, or the name of the buyer, the city, and state the equipment was delivered to, the delivery receipt, serial number, product segment, model class, and size class. The third way manufacturers can violate this act is by penalizing an equipment sale if the first substantial use of that equipment is outside the dealer's area of responsibility for ag equipment sales, regardless of the location of either the seller or the customer's residence. This week's dealer on the move is NNS Tractor. The Case IH and New Holland dealer has acquired AgWa supplies five locations in Hillsboro, Woodburn, Rickreel, Harrisburg, and Madras, Oregon. The dealership now has a total of 13 locations in California and Oregon. Now, here's Ben Thorpe with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. After 5 years of dealers reporting declining aftermarket precision sales, in the 2021 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study, 46% of dealers said their precision products are being sold as aftermarket sales, versus 40% in last year's study. The percentage of dealers selling their precision farming products through aftermarket had declined since 2017 when 48% of dealers said that's how they sell their precision products. The percentage of dealers who reported Precision products were being sold factory installed declined to 41% versus 49% in 2020. This is after several years of growth in this category, from 37% in 2017 to 49% in 2020. Used Precision equipment sales saw a slight increase to 13% from 11% in 2020, a record high for the last five years. As more equipment comes with Precision Tech factory installed, there's been a push to focus the Precision business on service and billing customers accordingly. The number of dealers who are billing for precision service via annual contracts increased to 26% in 2020 from 10% last year. Billing an hourly rate continues to be the most popular method dealers use, with 67% of respondents saying they bill this way, but this was down from 79% in 2020, and just 7% of dealers are charging a per acre fee. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Ben. CNH Industrial's autonomy game is getting a boost thanks to its acquisition of Raven Industries. The deal builds on a long-term partnership between the two companies and will enhance CNH's position in the market by bringing autonomous and Precision Act technology in-house. Mick Dobre, an analyst with Baird Equity Research, who reports on Titan Machinery and Deering Company, said in a note to investors, The transaction underscores the importance of developing and integrating precision, AI, and autonomous technologies while also serving as a reminder of Deere's differentiated technology suite and the impact it has on the company's competitive position. He adds that CNHI is paying a rich multiple for Raven, despite more than 50% of its revenues being generated from non-core businesses. And the multiple paid provides a clue on rapidly evolving competitive dynamics. And because of that, Baird continues to view Deere as the industry leader. For the first time since April, 2020, dealer optimism turned negative in May according to the latest Dealer Sentiments and Business Conditions report. A net 2% of dealers reported being less optimistic compared to the previous month in May. This compares to April when a net 24% of dealers reported being more optimistic. While crop prices continue to be strong and farmer demand for equipment is there, the lack of inventory continues to be a problem. In fact, a net 78% of dealers reported their new equipment inventory is too low, Similarly, a net 62% of dealers said their used equipment inventory is too low, the most in the history of the survey. One dealer commented, the market is still very hot across the board from big ag to consumer products. Supply is the limiting factor and becoming more and more of a problem. Another said, new whole goods inventory levels are depleted. We have zero new tractors on hand. Order fulfillment is delayed by manufacturers. Estimated delivery time on some units has been pushed to 12 months from the date of order. According to a recent report from the USDA, China's corn imports jumped to a record 11.3 million metric tons in 2020, more than twice the volume imported in past years. The increase reflected rapidly increasing Chinese corn prices and China's commitment to buy U.S. ag products under the Phase I trade agreement between China and the U.S. Imports of all feed ingredients were relatively low during 2019 because of high tariffs on U.S. commodities and a lull in feed demand due to an epidemic that reduced China's swine herd. In 2020, imports of corn and its substitutes increased to a combined total of more than 30 million metric tons. Large purchases by Chinese state-owned companies and a rapid increase in Chinese corn prices appear to have driven the increase in corn imports, which exceed the quota for the first time. Rebuilding of the swineherd and waivers of retaliatory tariffs on U.S. sorghum may have contributed to the increase in imports or substitutes. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lessitermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.